Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Hello, it's Jason Manford. I've had some very, very funny guests on this show. Here are some of them. So I was um, rudely awoken this week. Uh, by my uh, daughters, I've uh, I've got twin daughters. I've got some others as well, but they're not as funny. And uh, so they climb into bed every so often. They'll come, you know, they sort of sneak in in the early hours. And uh, so I'm fast asleep there, and I, I hear them walk in, whispering away. And my daughters climb in either side. They're six and a half, and they usually just have a little snuggle and fall asleep. And mm-hmm. they, I get another hour. It's great. And uh, one of them goes. Uh, Whispers to the one like, over over my head. Hey, his armpits stink. Aww. Right, yeah. And the other one goes, I know. So does his breath. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was straight up. I said, What's this? <laughs> it's five o'clock in the morning. I've already been insulted more than I have been for the last two weeks. That's a pretty good insult. I mean, I don't. I'm not doubting it's it's true. But kids are like that. You, you know what I mean? Say, they will they will get to the very core of yeah. what's going on. They're not bothered. No, I used to work in a school, right? And the worst insult I ever had, and it, it cut me deep, this. Mm. It looked at me dead in the eye, started laughing, and he went, you look like a pigeon. That's real specific, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, that's like... Not even though she's a bit, bit birdie, like she's got a bit no, of a beak no, on her. But... Pigeon. Wow. So I thought it might be like an acronym, like MILF. So I thought, oh, oh pretty, I see, yeah. pretty intelligent girl. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, and it just, just means pigeon. Mothers, mothers I like to be friends with, that's what <laughs> that stands like for, friend, just yeah. in case Ofcom are listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow, so I'm going to say you don't look like a pigeon. From this angle, but if I go side on... What? Oh, there is a yeah. there is a slight coup, yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Linda in Glasgow said, mm. when my daughter was three, she stroked my mother-in-law's chin one day and asked her, how are you, my uncle Gran? Wow. Wow. Kids are harsh, man. That is. I kind of like that, though, because they will just, they just, they're not bothered. You've got to respect it. You've maybe got she to... was confused. Maybe she's got an uncle. Called... Maybe she's got an uncle Gran, yeah. Uh, my, uh, this is Caroline in uh, Reading, although she has put a question mark, I think by accident. <laughs> Caroline Reading. Mm. Uh, she's put, my son once said to me, mummy, you have lovely hair on your back. Whoa. <laughs> They Rapunzel, will just, Rapunzel. They will just get right in there, won't they? They do. I remember once um, going up to my... We went to my nana's and it was... Uh, her birthday's like two days after Christmas, so, you know, she would get the the rubbishy presents. Streets. And we went to... Um, we went up <laughs> We went up to my nana's and uh, it's, I'm about na- I don't know, eight or nine and mum had um, wrapped up a, a present... Uh, for her for her birthday so we've got him give her the present and she's opened it up and it's a clock with like flowers on it or something like frogs on it I don't know mm-hmm. something like that something that Nana's like frogs. and she's opened it up yeah something like that you know what Nana's like with frogs yeah they love a frog <laughs> she's opened it up and and I recognised it and I and she, cause Nana's gone oh lovely thanks very much and I went oh that's that clock that mum won at bingo Ooh. boom straight in <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you're winning clocks at bingo. What <laughs> no. sort of rubbish bingo is that? But that's the sort of world we used to live in. I go bingo for frog clocks. They were the 80s. <laughs> they were the 80s. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Insulted my children. I've had it very many, many, many times. Uh, Nikki from Romford said her five-year-old daughter once told her that she was beautiful like a bug. Well, hmm? Depend. It was a ladybug. They're nice. Roach could be. <laughs> Roach. Did you specify, Nikki. Yeah. I would have like, which do you mean, Daddy Long Legs? Because I need to know <laughs> what's wrong with me. <laughs> Children have just got that way of getting into the very thing that you don't like about yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were just, uh, you know, and also in the street they were like, Dad, why is that man so fat? Or what? you're like, Oh, oh, God, why? Why would you do that? Um, we've had. Uh, Texting here uh, from uh, who's this one? Well, the husband's called Mark, but they've not put their name. Uh, but they said that they um, oh, that every so Sheila. often, not of Sheila, oh, maybe yeah. Uh, one that their their child often calls their dad Justin because he looks like Mister Tumbles. Oh, that's a bit. That's well, it depends if he looks like, like him. A big red nose. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Could be Alex uh, Maybe, maybe. Uh, I was putting my four-year-old boy to bed one evening. Read him a story, tucked him in. This is from uh, Steve. Read him a story, tucked him in. Was lying with him till he fell asleep. After a few minutes, he whispered into my ear in the dark, "Daddy, can you go get Mummy so I can lie with her? I'm not bothered about you." Oh, wow, harsh. That is harsh. 
they are they can be like that and this one's really harsh this is emma in littleborough uh, not far from here in great manchester uh, morning jason and hayley when you teach teenagers you get used to being regularly abused mm. in my naivety i was feeling great having lost quite a bit of weight i was wearing what i thought was a new fashionable dress the fact that you've described it as a fashionable <laughs> dress means you you're out of touch um, a 13 year old student uh, took me down a peg or two during a lesson in Shakespeare, stating, Miss, now you've lost weight, you look like a fatter Charlotte Church. Ooh. Wow. I'd take that. I'd be happy with that. I mean, I'd take that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> Do you know, when I worked in a school once and one of, the, one of the kids said something about the teacher's weight and the teacher was like, I've lost weight, I'll have you now. It is awful though, isn't it? Because kids yeah. are, I mean, I remember in an, a German lesson, we had this teacher and she was lovely, really Really great teacher. Fashionable and, dress sense? Yeah, but like cool, like young and cool. Right? And one day, obviously we were just posting her, she had a tight green dress on and she had a little bit of a belly. Like, you know, just right. it just poked out. She had a big dinner, that's all. It was just a big dinner. But as a kid, I've gone, oh, she must be... Oh, no, you didn't, did you? Not only did I do that, I went through the German dictionary to find out how to say it in German. Oh, Because I thought, no. this will impress her. I was like, uh, wenn ist der Kind wird hersehen? She was like, I'll see you outside after this. <laughs> my boss told my son, see you later, kid, stay short. My five-year-old replied, OK, you stay fat. Oh, good. Rep- I mean, good heckle Have put down. Have you seen that? <laughs> no, totally, totally. Aaron in Cardiff said, uh, only yesterday my four-year-old said to a woman on a till in Donnell, uh, that she was a scary lady and when the lady asked why my daughter replied because you have teeth missing oh Ooh. they're just right in there right in there Trina said when my son was five I was explaining that he grew in my tummy and he said well who are you growing there now <gasps> he's still grounded he's 25 <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing Jason Manford Absolute Radio so on uh, might be Wednesday morning, uh, my my kids were due back to go to their back to their mums, and uh, she rang me in the middle of the day. She said, "She said, look, can you have the kids for one more night? Um, I've got an infestation of flies in the house. Uh, a pest control's been out. A guy's been out, and he's sprayed the room with poison. So it's probably best not to have kids back. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. absolutely fine. They can stay at mine for another night. Uh, so when I dropped them off the next day, right." I said, "Is it all sorts? She's all sorted now. Is all sorted." She went, um, "Well, it sort of is and it isn't really." So she said, "Come and have a look." I went up to the room. Right, the expert, by the way, had said um, that uh, he's killed the flies. Right, and all you've got to do is uh, hoover them up, and, right. and that will be. Uh, that, they were they were big flies. They were then, <laughs> you know, the big obnoxious, crunchy ones. Yeah, yeah, the ones that look like birds. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they were horrible, horrible. Um, she drank that. She drank pest control. Uh, the council, just like ten or fifteen people who should be able to answer this question of how to get rid of these flies. She was told something's probably died in your loft or your chimney breast. Uh, so what you have to do is just wait for it to decompose. And then the flies will go away. No good sentence begins with the word, something's probably died. <laughs> exactly. I mean, just think about that. It's 2016, right? We've been to the moon. <laughs> and yet you've got to wait for something to decompose in your own house Ooh. before the things will go away. <laughs> so I said, look, I'll pop over and have a check, even though I'm not handy at all. Right, right? OK. But I said, I'll pop over and have a look. It's the kids' room and her room and all that. I said, I'll yeah. come and have a little look, right? So... I thought, I'll see what I can do, yeah. And uh, I unscrewed the loft panel and I've got, like, uh, I've put marigolds on because I'm not, I'm not into getting my hands actually dirty. <laughs> and I've got my hand in the loft, like, I can't see. I'm up to my shoulders like a farmer birthing a calf. <laughs> and I'm, like, trying to find... I'm like, please don't touch something squidgy. <laughs> please don't touch something squidgy. And uh, I'm all the time, I'm like... <laughs> my stomach's flipping. Disgusting. I said, right, I'll have a look at the chimney. So I'm lay, I'm lay on the floor in the room and I've got my arm up there and I'm trying to get this find what whatever there is and I've loosened it so much that the the most amount of soot you've ever seen <laughs> just poured out of the chimney it went everywhere I'm covered in it I look like a 1970s racist <laughs> like, it's, it's everywhere all over the bedroom carpet oh it's, god I know and uh, <laughs> then this is the weirdest thing that happened right an egg fell out of the chimney. An, an egg? An egg. 
And I don't mean like a little quail's egg, like a proper, like a chicken's egg, a white, big egg, a big white what? egg. It just fell and it just it seeped a bit of gunk on the... What? I know, Nish, I know. And I was like, well, I, that must have been it. I don't know, I can't... I mean, there were so many, thousands of flies, like a Hitchcock film, it was awful. What? An egg in the chimney breast. I know. It's baffling. It, baffled. Anyway, I had to leave it. I had to, I had to go to work. I just left a massive mess. <laughs> Stuff to do. You know, so I just left to do it. Um, but, uh, I mean, a mess, mate. I mean, I've never... It was everywhere. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. So, uh, yeah, I found an egg. Uh, it fell out of uh, this the chimney. <laughs> it just sounds weird. It sounds weird. It sounds like the beginning of a Dr. Zeus book. It does, yeah. Uh, anyway, it turned out it was, it was a duck. A d- duck had died uh, in the um, in the chimney at some point. Yeah. Weirdest thing you've ever found in your house? Dog collar. A dog collar? But not for a dog. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> And where was this? What was this? In my, my house that I still live in now. Wow. We sort of arrived and, uh, you know, everything's fine. Everything's looking clean. And uh, just my flatmate opened the cupboard mm. and uh, he went, is that a dog collar? And I went, I don't, it's not like a dog collar I've seen. And then we sort of both, just the truth just dawned on each other. And we were oh, like, oh boy. That is and, weird. Uh, straight to the shops, bleached absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be done. <laughs> Claire Roscoe has uh, messaged in. She said, at Newhouse, there was a coffin in the loft. <laughs> a coffin. Empty, she checked. Uh, <laughs> I like this picture. We keep our Christmas tree in there now. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Got to use it. Couldn't get it down. It's like the Adams family yeah. Christmas. <laughs> right, you go up and get the Christmas tree every Christmas I remember that. There's a coffin up there. Uh, we found the cast of the previous owner's breasts in the bottom of the drawer that they left behind. <laughs> A cast. <gasps> what a charming gift. Yes. <laughs> leave that. I mean, I know a lot of people leave flowers or a bottle of wine, but why don't you, why don't you <laughs> just leave the, the, the like cast? a full cast of your bosom. <laughs> yeah. Also, what I'm concerned about is how do you know that it was definitely the previous owner's... It suggests yeah. that they really sized them up on the way out. <laughs> That's definitely hers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this yeah. next one is just weird. Oh. <laughs> Kimberly, when I moved into my house about six years ago, I found about ten catalogues in the loft. K's, next, Littlewoods, the usual. Fair enough. But none of the models had heads. Someone had spent forever cutting the heads out meticulously. Oh. Gave me the fear. That is wow. weird. There was a that serial killer in your house. At 100% you, lived in the ho- you live in the house of a serial killer. Oh. I would say if that's the weirdest thing you find in your house, you've done well. Yeah, that is really weird. <laughs> hey, we've got Amy on the line. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. Morning. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Lovely. Now, me and you, Amy, had a little chat, didn't we? Because we, you uh, posted on my uh, Facebook uh, page this week about the thing that's in your house that you found. Yeah, we did. Why don't you tell us what it is? Uh, a human-sized gun safe. A human-sized gun safe. I mean, she's made it sound scarier by putting human size. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I have to say, gun is the red flag word for and me. And gun Jason. is in there as well. I mean, weirdly, that sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? A gun safe. Yeah. <laughs> Two things that don't really go together. Uh, so, so it's in your loft. It's in the loft, yeah. When did you move into this house? Uh, in 2009. Okay, so you've been there seven years, mm-hmm. and there's a human-sized gun safe locked, <laughs> locked, and you've never opened it. No. Wow. I mean, the curiosity would just... Yeah. And uh, have you attempted? Has anyone gone gone at it with a crowbar or...? Well, we we kind of had this little tete-a-tete with it and we thought, oh, we're going to break into it. Um, and then we phoned the police and the police were like, if you break into it and there's anything in there, mm. it becomes your responsibility. So we were like, what? well... Oh, no. What, what do we do? But, I mean, you say that, but, I mean, if, if there's a gun in it... Surely they'll come and get it. <laughs> They're not just going to go, oh, that's your responsibility, <laughs> I'm afraid. Like, if I know police... <laughs> I feel Which like I know I, you do. And I feel like I do. <laughs> Surely to goodness. Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. So, what's in the gun cabinet? Joanna has threatened me. This better be good, Jason. <laughs> I've actually got out of bed for this. Oh, Joanna. What's wrong with your radio? You have to get out of bed. That's the beauty of radio. Do Sit you in want. bed. Do you want? Vicky Cox in Gloucester. She says, gun cabinet's empty, Jace. It probably had guns in it. 
previous person moved out, took the guns, but I guess getting a human-sized safe out of the loft was too much of a task, so left it behind. Practical. Bet you, she says, bet you. And what's she betting, Vicky? Well, she's not, she's not specified. Specify a fee, Vicky. I'll see whether we'll place it. <laughs> For why don't we find out what happened? I sent my brother, Colin, all the way to Loughborough from Manchester. Just to get him out of the house. I was like, go on. It was, it was his wife, new, new wife's idea. Um, so I said, go on, off you go. Find out, take a locksmith and find out what is in the gun cabinet in Loughborough. Hi Jay, uh, it's Colin here. You've sent me all the way to East Leak. I've driven 100 miles and I'm joined with, with Amy and Caroline. And Caroline's nickname is Lucky, she told me before, but it's an, it's an ironic nickname because <laughs> she's not lucky at all, which is great. And I'm also joined by Jamie the locksmith, Jamie North. He's also very excited. He's not stopped smiling since he got here. Shall we make our way upstairs, yeah. Jamie? This is a curiosity kill the cat situation. I've- you, get, you come across it all the time, and most of the time there's nothing in them at all. Given that we're moving house, anything that we can sell. Anything. Or a bundle of cash, that would be nice. A bundle of cash? That's, yeah. that's how cash is made, in bundles. In bundles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of hope myself, Jay. I, I, I'm hoping we find something just, you know... It's, it's, I don't mind driving 100 miles, but it's, it's, it's handy if there was something at the end of it. Probably a nine-gun cabinet. A nine-gun cabinet. Seven or nine. Just a one will be good for me, though. I'm now getting really excited up here, surely. I'm not fully in the loft, though, because I'm scared at the same time. What are you using, Jamie? I'm just using some uh, piano wire at the minute that's been bent up to try and manipulate the lock open. It's a good word, manipulate. quite like it. I do have a list of favourite words. What are the other ones? Uh, crescendo is my favourite. Aubergine used to be my favourite, but then Crescendo. It's just fun to say. It's... Quite like misdemeanour. Misdemeanour. That's a very good word. This could be a whole new segment on the show, Jay. Just favourite words, get people to to Facebook now or, or tweet. Jamie, do you ever use brute force? Or... Never. Never. He's a gentle He's a gentle locksmith, this man. <laughs> he's, he's caressing the lock. That technical term. Whenever you caress something, it's normally a positive outcome. <laughs> the power tools are coming out, everyone. Yeah, that's right. That's what we like to hear. Oh, oh there's a hot... we've created a brand new hole. Start the drum roll, Jason. Get the drum roll on. We're coming towards the end of this. We are open. The lock's done. It's been defeated by Jamie. And... That's a cleaning rod. We've got a cleaning rod <laughs> from uh, Parker Hale Cleaning Rod. Sporting gun, a freebie. We've got a cartridge carrier, so no cartridges. That's a butt. Gun butt. Everything but a gun right now. <laughs> and that is... And we've got some sponges. Uh, yeah, ultimately we had a, a, a nice lo- lovely bag there, the sporting gun, and a cleaning rod. That's it really, I've travelled... 100 miles from Manchester, Jay, to uh, to find a bag and a cleaning rod. So cheers, buddy. There's never been a bigger anticlimax <laughs> since the last episode of Lost. <laughs> but if we wouldn't have done it, it'd have done our heads in. So now we know. And Vicky was almost right. Well, she was right, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, I'm glad I never bet you a ten of Vicky. Let's be glad that you didn't so lose any money there. Yeah. Crikey. But now we know. Yeah, sponges. What was in the gun cabinet? <laughs> <laughs> some sponges and some other things that was essentially it's exactly what Vicky said yeah. somebody just couldn't be bothered moving that right. cabinet out Mrs Marple Vicky though but now we know now we know Sunday mornings 8 till 11 Jason Manford on Absolute Radio where real music matters Chris Ramsey is on the show so you, you're going on tour uh, and what sort of stuff are you going to be talking about so the tour is basically um, I was going to call it Chris Ramsey's Guide to Life and Death mm-hmm. but you know yourself you put death in the title people are a bit yeah, weird about it people, um, that doesn't sound like a great night out on a Friday yeah, does it it doesn't does no. it exactly <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm just happy to get out the house they're happy to get out the house to come and Absolutely. watch it so that was the tour name that I went for but it's, it's like life advice mm. that I want to give me son it's basically okay. that's what I've used the, the, the two sort of pins that on yeah. and it was I went for I had to do a will oh I had to do god a will. Yeah, and it there. was it's weird isn't it just grim yeah. your wife's idea too of course. keen, too keen. Yeah, yeah. Frightening keen, mate. Really keen. Yeah. yeah. Just been undercooking me chicken since. Um, <laughs> I can text us while I'm driving. The will thing is weird, though, isn't it? As it a young, especially as a young person. Day. It was the worst day. My one was, I remember, they actually came round to the house. This was in my first marriage. And I only had the twins. And I remember she sat me down. And my wife was there at the time. And she said, OK, so if uh, if you die, where would you want your money in your house and your savings and all? I said, um, oh, well, just to my wife and my 
two daughters, you know, and all. And uh, if um, if you and your wife both die, that's the next question. You yeah. go, and you're like, oh god, like it sticks yeah. in your throat. But you're like, oh um, yeah, I don't really thought this. So, well, yeah, I guess it goes in some sort of trust, and um, yeah. and then my brother, I suppose, would have the the girls, and you know that that'd be that. And then there's a pause, and she went, and if all uh, if you all oh. if you all perish, you know. And I was like, I think I'd like some of my money spent on some sort of inquiry <laughs> into how a family of four have been wiped off the face of the planet. <laughs> uh, can I put that in? <laughs> Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Hope you're very well. Sarah Milliken is my guest this morning. And what would you usually be doing on a Sunday morning? I might be emptying the dog. Emptying um, the yeah. dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some people call it walking over, but it yeah. can be quite functional at it, it times. It is literally that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we just, um, I've got little songs. Uh, yeah. Uh, they, we sometimes we do it instead of I get a kick out of you, I'll get a poo out of you. We do oh, that good, one. Good. Uh, little songs and yeah. Is that a family we, activity? Do you and Gary and the dog go for a walk together? Or, or? We sometimes do the like the nighttime one together, right. but mostly out one of fear, does, though. Out well, of fear of the dog. Yeah, I'm not good in the dog. <laughs> I'm really say. not good in the dog. He loves the dog. Oh, I really? shine a torch the entire time I'm walking the dog. Re- yeah, not I'm not through the day. I'm not mad. <laughs> no, at I'm night. <laughs> You're running your batteries out. I think every time I hear. A rustle in the bushes, which yeah. is probably like a sparrow. Mm. I just think, A, it's a badger, and B, I'm trying to work out, do I know if badgers can kill people or not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could I have a badger in a fight if it came to it? Oh, I reckon you probably could. I mean, if I was down on his level, I'd be worried, but I think because I'm up high. Because you're tall. Yeah. yeah I five foot eight. Like. And you've got a dog. Oh, yeah, but he would just back off. Useless. <laughs> yeah. Useless. He would bark, and then he yeah. would lick. <laughs> There's not much gap between. Yeah. But I would probably be walking the dog. I do the morning walks. All then, right. So then Gary does all the cat stuff because we've got cats as well. So he does all. Oh the dear, food right. And water. So you're. So oh. in this sort of when we sort of talk, we've talked about it on the show before about dogs versus cats. You're sort of half and half, are you? Yeah. Well, you say that. You see, we've got the cats first, and ah. we tried to get a cat that would sit on my knee, and I seem to have some kind of force field around me. That means cats <laughs> just go. Like I'll sit beside you, but I'm not sitting on that. And the dog, as soon as I sit down, will just immediately sit on my knee. Right. He started though sniffing my jeans first, which I I'm not sure oh. if when he sits on, does that mean that great they stink or yeah. great they're clean? <laughs> yeah. hmm. This oh, already smells, smells like, like wet dog. Like so dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. Meaty. Nice. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so I think I'm both. Right. But I feel like the cats are my pets and the dog is the love of my life. <laughs> <laughs> like we went to see yeah. Celine Dion the other day. With the dog? The dog? No. Oh, right. I was say, <laughs> just wow. a bunch of friends. Oh, I see. And she sang a song called The Love of My Life mm. and I looked up at Gary all lovingly and I just said to him, it's a shame the dog's not here so I could sing to him. <laughs> but yeah, he is. I think I'm more of a dog person. Are you? you yeah. Have you, you haven't got anything, have you? I haven't at the moment. I've got children, which sort is that, of... Are they your pets? They're like pets, yeah. And, Wait, uh, you, do, you have to feed them, you have to keep them alive, you have to empty them? Yeah, I mean... they're it's very yeah, similar. Take them for a How walk. How long can you leave them in the house? You need the dog for four hours? Um, legally, not at all. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. Morally, also when- not at all. When you've got an older one, yes, how that's old the dream. Is, how old is your oldest one? I think my, my eldest. Sorry, I think I, I think. actually know. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was, I was, to be fair to social services, there, I was replying to a previous question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, mine is seven. My eldest is seven, so they're still so a bit too young. How old when? Do you think? Do, I think double figures. How old figures. were we when we were left alone? Well, I think I was about eleven or twelve, yeah. and then I was able to like look after my not at night, but in the day for an hour or so, I was able to sort of look after the others. But I think what do you, what do your parents like escape for an hour? Like just get out, just leave them for just an hour. I need to get out <laughs> just need to get out. I don't know what happened. I don't know what they were up to. But off oh. they went. I know. Oh. Not worth thinking about. Let's move on. I hadn't even thought of that. This is Jason Manford. This is So I'm talking this morning with Sarah Milliken about uh, uh, well, about all the pets that you've got, all the different animals. All of them. There's only all three. That's quite a lot of animals. It's not. I mean, they are more than there are people. <laughs> yeah, you're outnumbered by, <laughs> yeah, by animals. But we're bigger than them. It's fine. Well, there is that, yeah. the um, My parents have got... They've still got all the animals in our family, really. That's where we, we go to. What have to, they got? They have got... They've just got two big dogs now. The cats have gone. I lost my... Well, I say I lost my cats in the divorce. They were the two things that we were both like... You have them. Oh, yeah. You have them. Oh, ah, you no. have them. Are you a 
are fighting over CDs and not over kids. Yeah, we were like, no, I'm not, I want the best of Lionel Richie, but you can keep Shylock. <laughs> That's what our cat was called. The best of Lionel Richie's really good, though, I mean, it isn't is it? It is good. <laughs> it's so good, let me tell you this. When I got burgled in about 1999, when I was at Salford University, they took everything... And they only left the best of Lionel Richie. It was just this one CD just left on the side. Were you offended? They just, they just, I was, actually, because I was like, not only have I been burgled, they've insulted my music taste. <laughs> Gary had his car broken into once and they left all of his CDs. They went through them, <laughs> properly went through them, but left them all. <laughs> a lot of Can prog rock mate. in there, a lot of prog rock. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, obviously, when I go and pick the kids up, um, I'll see the cats, uh, you know, as a sort of like, we have a little, we're on a nodding relationship. Oh, really? Yeah. Aww. To be honest, for, for a long time... Me and the cat were very much just waiting for the other one to die. You know, like, he hated me, I hated him. So we've got one that's a bit like that. Yeah. he's he. You can stroke him three times and then he'll take your arm off. Yeah. Brody, Chief Brody, Chief named Brody. after the police chief in Jaws. Good name. Uh, and so you stroke, 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 say three strikes and you're out. <laughs> and then <laughs> right. he will try and... And sometimes he'll put all of his arms around your arm and then do the kicky thing. Oh, yes. And, yeah, I, it often looked like I was a self-harmer, but I was just because <laughs> he really hated me. So we've got one a bit like that. And I sometimes worry about, you know, how men die before women. Like, mm. I might end up like when Gary and I are old mm. he might go before me and it might just be me and the cat yeah. that one cat left the dog's gone just the nice cat's gone left with a rubbish cat yeah just hissing at each other on the sofa waiting. the two of us that's what I yeah well that's what I think with the cat with the cats because isn't there that thing where if you die you know if you die in the house and nobody knows you died and you're in the house the dog will they'll just like lie down next to you and just die with you because they just love you so much and you're, you're gone now whereas a cat will be like I'll give it two days then I'm eating a face <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, like, I might uh, take that as a compliment. Uh, my respect. self-esteem's not great. So if somebody wants to eat my face, someone, the cat, I mean. The cat, yeah. <laughs> I'm thrilled. Out of respect. Out of respect, I'll give it two days. <laughs> and the dog only lies down beside you and dies with you because you can't open packets. Yeah, she's thick. <laughs> oh, well, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. If the only point? I could open that fridge door and get the ham out. <laughs> <laughs> it's that weird, like, thing they do on your leg where they, with, with oh, the we claws. we call it munching, but it's like the padding. Yeah, yeah that yeah. thing. And people say, oh, it's because they love you. And I've always thought, I think they're tenderising the meat. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, can't, they can't hold one of those meat tenderisers. They're, they're just wooden like, block. They can't hold them with a little thinking, I'll give this about six months. Time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's changed. That that was the one thing, the nice thing that that cat sometimes oh, does. Oh, sorry. Yeah, thanks for that. Sorry about Cheers. that. What, does it bring you little presents? Like? They don't go outside. Oh, Because we've got quite a busy road. Right, so yeah. we And we've got a, a cat servitory. You're welcome. Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. Um, it's a conservatory that we just let to the cat, so it's got loads of cat trees and okay. sofas and things. Oh, that's and a good so, idea. And they get to watch that. We've got a bird feeder outside, so we give them like we call it cat television, <laughs> so yes. they can watch the bird. And the birds all sort of they they they're quite smug because they know they can't be got at, nice. so they kind of flaunt themselves. In of front course, of the cats, so. and why not? Yeah, <laughs> why not? Well, I asked on on Facebook for some funny names. What people have called their pets? Oh, okay. Because you've oh, got good. good names. Give me yeah, your so, names. Uh, Chief Brody is yep. the ginger one. We've got a little tortoiseshell girl who's adorable called Lieutenant Ripley, which is off Alien. Alien, yeah. And the dog is called Commander Tuvok. Now the dog is from the rescue from the Dogs Trust, who's oh, rescue. Right. Yeah. But he was already called Tuvok. So it was, I don't really believe in signs, but that was really That's weird. weird. Yeah. So we just gave him his rank because it's only fair that he has a rank with <laughs> the other two. <laughs> Gary and I yeah. only Mister and Misses. Everybody else has got a proper rank. ranked by the pets. <laughs> so we've got a commander, a lieutenant, and a chief. Lovely. But some are military. Between some are police, so they're not. They're, yeah. You know, it's so it's. I'm getting into. There's no cross jurisdiction. Now. No, no, they're fine. They're all in charge of their own areas. <laughs> I love that. There was a couple of crackers on here. Susie Good, you messaged me. She said, "We have Bruce Wayne Batcat." <laughs> That's what they've got. That's great. Yeah, he's a massive idiot. She says he ate the Easter egg this year, foil and all. Full wow. Easter. Wow. It's I mean, we've all done it, but you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Steve messaged me. This made me laugh. At uni, some friends uh, had a dog called Parsnip. They were having a food fight and someone threw a parsnip at someone, but it missed and it flew out the window. Eventually, someone decided to go out and retrieve it and clean up outside. Uh, There was no sign of the parsnip, couldn't find it, but there was a parsnip-coloured stray dog sitting (laughs) there. It started whining at them and followed them in. The dog could not be traced to an owner, so they kept it and called it parsnip, as it seemed like that parsnip had transformed into a dog. (laughs) I think they were having a fun time at college. I've got a feeling... (laughs) There was a lot going on there. Yeah. It wasn't just parsnips they were taking. No. <laughs> Jason. Manford. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. Uh, my mum, oh, right. my mother, 
My mother, she uh, went out uh, to like a charity lunch thing last Wednesday or something. So she's gone to this charity lunch, middle of the day, and uh, for some reason, whatever it is, she's with her pals, she's just suddenly just got on it, on the drink. Oh. Just gone for it. She's not a massive drinker, my mum, but yeah. she's gone for it. Started drinking at 12 o'clock, carried on. I get a phone call at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, in the morning? 3 o'clock, yes, in the morning. I'm in bed, obviously, and, I'm, and I, I'd been in bed for a good four and a half hours, mm. like since half ten. <laughs> That's what time I go to bed now. Yeah. And I got a phone call asking if I could go and pick them up in town because they were just hammered, like to a point where the pictures I saw on Facebook the next day of her and her friends was like... Like a 17-year-old who'd gone out for the first time. Is it the ones where even the pictures are out of focus? <laughs> yeah, like lopsided, <laughs> people falling over. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was like, apparently she was like, she was on a, a cash machine treating it like a, a, a fruit machine. Like, oh. you know, hammered. Gamble. <laughs> like, just like, ah, press nudge on that, press nudge on that. <laughs> just hammered. <laughs> and it's me mum. Yeah. And so I, I guess my, my question is twofold, is when did parents start behaving like kids is there an age that you just hit where you go no responsibility i'm fine yeah done all my bit now i've done that now i'm just my gonna go for again, it again. Yeah. there must be a point mustn't there and where you as a child or as a former child as their child suddenly becomes the the adult again. the adult well, the adult for the, yeah I did the Manchester Arena on my last tour. Paid for a box for my mum and her mates. Yeah. A, a, a maximum of 16 people are allowed in the box. I said, I'll, I'll cover the food and drink. That's what I said. For 16 people. For 16 people, <laughs> right? Including two children, by the way. There was like a 15-year-old and 14-year-old in there. At the interval, my agent said to me, I've just stopped a bottle of brandy going into the, um, into the box. I said, oh, they're all right with a bottle of brandy. They went, it's the fifth one. I went, OK, well, no, that's not OK. Fifth bottle of brandy. Not only had she had 16 people in there... She was sneaking other people in. <laughs> Friends who were on the phone are coming, hiding people in the toilets when security were coming in. This is the, the performers. Mom. I mean, the night before, Beyonce had been on. I don't think her man was doing that. No. Well, well, you don't know. I don't know what goes on. <laughs> and uh, at the end, the, the manager said to me, <laughs> in the immortal words, he said to me, um, uh, he said, are we, uh, when, after I got off stage, he said, Jason, uh, <laughs> your family were the worst behaved family we've ever had here at no, the arena. Thank you very much. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and I include the pokes. Wow. Uh, Kim, she said, uh, David, her, her father, fell into some nettles whilst trying to wee up a wall in Croatia. I have witnesses. It's quite specific, isn't it? It is, right? isn't it? Some of them are ruder than others. Gemma says, My mother-in-law got that drunk at a barbecue we were having. She proceeded to tell me that my father-in-law had bought her a purple toy oh. of sorts, but she didn't need it because she was getting it enough. Oh, wow. 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 Have another drink, Mum. Oh. Have another drink. <laughs> Sausage. Uh, <laughs> Nikki and Mark. Uh, Nicky and Mark say, I love it now that our son is 18 and can drive. He's our taxi service. Yeah, that's good. fine. That's, that's, that's all right. That's, just, that's repayment, isn't it? But yeah. not at three o'clock in the morning. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. I was talking about my uh, mum uh, getting hammered, hammered, mm. and then ringing me at 3am to come and pick her and her mates up in town. So I'm asking you about parents behaving badly. When did that happen? And what have your parents done uh, where you've become had to become the grown-up? Gemma says, my mum uh, nearly got arrested in Spain for being drunk and disorderly. Oh. I mean, if police are involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when you, you're pushing it a bit, aren't you? Uh, Kirsten says, this weekend, my 58-year-old mum got her first tattoo. No. Suddenly, suddenly she didn't say it. What, what it was. She didn't know, or where it was. Or where it was. No, she hasn't. <laughs> this is horrible. Katie says, My mum, in her 60s, went out on the town, got so hammered, she puked up a few times, lost her false teeth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the answer, isn't it? I'll leave, I'll leave them. them there. Imagine finding that the next day, walking past that. <laughs> And you wait to work on Monday morning. Yeah, oh, looks, look, somebody's been... Oh. It looked like a human had melted. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. lying on the floor, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Next oh. to one of them little blue lights with the mosquito, so you'd be like, whoa. <laughs> that was a crazy Strong. night. <laughs> uh, Peter says, my father's 88, he often goes for a walk. 
Oh. Uh, he will get delivered some hours later with a huge smile on his face, swaying gently in the non-existent wind. <laughs> for a few bites I love that um, where was the one that I really wanted to... oh that was it it was Tara she said when I was 17 I brought my bo- my then boyfriend back home my mum who'd been out on the lash with her friends and was in bed uh, we were sat watching TV when the living room door swung open in came a mother stark naked went to the kitchen to get a glass of water and then went back to bed <laughs> to this day she denies it yeah I bet she does <laughs> I bet she does uh, my other one which is, is a tough one to read out but I'm going to do it anyway uh, was from uh, Gemma Skinner who said, I asked my mum not to mention a certain word. Right? Oh, all right. This so one. I told you this one off air, didn't yeah, I, yeah, with yeah. the actual word, but I'm, I won't obviously do it on air. <laughs> uh, I asked my mum not to say the C word yeah. in my house in front of the children. She said what? Then said the word. The said word. And, and immediately <laughs> said it. I meant chocolate. <laughs> not that God, word. God, no, mum, I meant chocolate. <laughs> For God's sake, chocolate. I'm talking about chocolate. Why would you say that in front of four-year-olds? <laughs> Where real music matters. <laughs> Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Janice Connolly is with us. Uh, sorry, that was a story that we can definitely not tell on the radio. Apologise about that. And uh, I wanted to tell you about this, actually. Um, so, it was my kid's swimming lesson uh, right. yesterday. They have a swimming lesson on a, on a Saturday morning. The big four, the big four do. And uh, it takes two hours to get through, because they're all in different stages of swimming. So twelve till half past, half twelve till one, one to like it's a bit of a bit of a nightmare. And uh, but we're in there, so we're in the pool for two hours. I mean, I'll tell you how long I'm in the pool for. When I get out, um, the finger recognition doesn't work on my phone because my I'm so prune-like, right? Right. So yesterday, what I did was I thought oh, I'll do I'll do a first bit in the pool, and then I'm getting out and getting. And if I'm dry, then I'll be able to get them dry quicker and all that sort of stuff. So I did that. So I sat there. Um, at the side of the pool managed to get we finished the swimming lessons um, after we sat there for a bit got in the car went over to uh, the supermarket so all the way through reception all the way to the car park into the car to the supermarket all the way around the supermarket back into the car home before I realised that those uh, plastic blue things uh, that protect your protect the floor from your shoes were still on my trainers from the swimming baths about two hours earlier and nobody said anything no, nobody said anything People smi- not people smiling at me. I just thought, oh, they've probably just seen us on something. Like, I wasn't even... No, they were laughing at me, Janice. They were laughing, but not helping. There's too much exactly. of that going on. Exactly. Don't laugh, help. So I want... This is the question I'm asking this morning. What is the furthest you've got with a fashion malfunction? Uh, Becky said, uh, from home to Tesco's, full shop and home again before I realised I'd stuck a massive yellow fascinator in my hair whilst tidying up. There I was thinking how nice people were in this new town, just smiling at me. I love that. Did you just fall on her head by mistake? I think she must have put it up while she was cleaning, and then obviously oh, well, just... that's right. Just put it there. Yeah, and then oh, she's gone. Um, Kaylee uh, Hartigan says that while playing with my son and mucking about with face paints all morning after lunch, we had a call at the door from some local church group. It was only after uh, it was only until they uh, left after an awkward ten minutes at the door about saving my soul that I realised the red devil face was still painted on mine. Oh. Didn't help, but my boy was at the door also with a skull face and a pitchfork from Halloween in his hand. <laughs> Safe to say we never saw them again. That's, I'm thinking about my mother now. She was, mm. she went um, round B&Q in Stockport and she said everybody was looking at me and I thought I must have looked a million dollars and she realised she'd had tights and knickers from the night before oh. to come out the bottom of a trail. Oh, <laughs> and we're classic. trailing behind her, but she thought everybody's looking at her and she's thinking, well, I've got, you've got it today, Joyce. <laughs> I love that. Matters. Kerry uh, in Lee. She says, uh, when pregnant, I did a full shop in Morrison's with my umbrella up. Nobody <laughs> said a word. <laughs> Just did it. It's <laughs> unbelievable, isn't it? It's crazy what you get up to. Angela said, uh, I used to live right next to uh, the station, so where I get the train to work. I once was in such a rush, I ran for a train, got on the train and realised I was still swishing mouthwash. She she just put it in her mouth, blah, 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 and I'll call it. It's not quite a fashion thing, but that's crazy, isn't it? It's very good swishing. She had to swallow. She said. <laughs> Pete Nicholson said, uh, bought, bought a new pair of shoes for a job interview, wore trainers for the journey, put the shoes on outside the building to find out they were both left. Both left feet. 
bit awkward. Imagine that in a, in a job awful. interview. How he did can't. he get on? Did he get the job? He doesn't say. Oh, right. He doesn't say. Uh, Ian Britton says, I think this counts as a malfunction. Ate a boost bar whilst driving. Bit of chocolate must have fallen between my legs and melted down the back of a pair of black trousers. Only saw it when I got home and looked like I had pooed all over the back of my pants. Wonder why I was getting all those looks when I was filling up my petrol. <laughs> There's a lot out there. There is a lot I'm glad it's there. not just me. I like this one from uh, Denise. She actually has got two. She says, first one, walked half the length of Dover High Street, age 17, with the back of my skirt tucked into my drawers. We've all done that. I mean, that's, easy, that's easy done. Yeah, easy uh, done in Dover. Easy, easy done. Uh, the other one was this. I was a newly very slim 30-year-old, fending off the attentions of a flirty butcher. All ladies <laughs> will know. This is a good tale. She says, all ladies will know how cheeky butchers they are. They are very cheeky butchers. I've never, I've never noticed. Well, you're uh, not a lady. Well, I wouldn't know, I guess so. Uh, she said, I was wearing a button back pencil skirt and matching blouse. Very nice very outfit. Nice. Forgotten to the butchers. She said, I felt very swish until I walked away and felt a bit of a draft. My two-year-old had undone all but the top button of my skirt whilst I was distracted by my two pork chops. Oh, very good. Katie and Kendall have done this. I walked my boys to school after getting ready in a hurry and then went to do some shopping in town when I felt a lump near the bottom of my jeans. Shut my leg, uh, my leg sorry, and a pair of knickers fell out from the day before. That's I just right. carried on walking, shamefaced, pretending not to notice. That's right, just shook them off. Isn't it funny when there's, all, there's always like a, a sock or a Summer. yesterday's pants or something That's just right. in your trousers? You've just put them on too too quick of That's a morning. That's it, and you think, what's that lump? And I did it. I did an interview, a job interview once, um, and I was in this interview and I had these trousers on that I'd obviously wore the day before. And halfway through the interview, I could feel them. They'd obviously dislodged and they were they'd sort of started to make their way down a little bit. And I knew as soon as I stood up yeah. um, that they were coming out the bottom of the, of the trousers. And so I stood up and I shut the guy's hand. And I think even the shake of his hand sort of just loosened it a bit. For, and fe- I could see the bottom of these, like... They were like orange underpants, like just out the bottom. And I was only 17, like 16, 17. It was like my first job interviews. Yeah, I think I was 16. And I shook his hand and he said, oh, we'll be in touch. And then I could see them at the bottom and I thought, what can I... I can't walk away. So I just kept going. I sort of... He went, you all right? And I went, yeah, I just got a couple more questions about uh, the job. Like, and I didn't. And I said, I asked him something and I went, oh. And then I spotted a jug of water on the back shelf. I said, you couldn't get us um, a glass of water, could you? And... uh, Oh, could I have some water, please? And he went, yeah, sure. And he, he, when he turned, I managed to free them and I just kicked them under his desk. Quit thing. You just left them under his and desk. And I left them under his desk. It was the only thing I could do, so I just kicked them under his desk, had the water and then left. And I, thought, and I was on the bus home and I thought, I've got away with that. Totally got away with that. And then it was only then I realised... Actually, my name was probably sewn in the back of them. Like, my mum still, still did that. Was only, so I never got a phone call for that job. Quick thinking, though, with the, with the water. It was. I was quite pleased with myself. If only I could have shown him uh, how quick I was at thinking That's in, in right. difficult situations, I'd have probably got the job. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Peter Kay is my guest this morning. Hello, everybody. And Back from church. Is, um, well, we get quite, quite a lot of people either coming in from the night before on the on the beer yeah. or getting up early to head to church on a Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. No, but I hope they don't dip off after communion. No, I'm sure they do. Dip out early. I'm sure they do the full, yeah. the full slog, the full day. So, obviously, as a as a huge star in this country, uh, you must get your fair I share. I know, you know that's overwhelming... Of course, I have of course. to stare at that at that yes. point. Yes, you have to, or, okay. or just like not say anything, just stare at me. Like, why are you saying those? Well, words? I want them to know because it's a radio that I, it, that would that wouldn't they wouldn't get that if I'm staring. No, at well, you. there is that. There is right, that. Go on. But uh, over the years, obviously, people come up to you and they say hello and they they, they 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 hold you in high regard or whatnot, right? I had a moment a few weeks back where I was at uh, I was at the Pride of Britain Awards actually yeah. on the Monday I've night. Seen you. Unbelievable night mm-hmm. and uh, sort of full of actual people yeah. that we should be celebrating. Something? Oh, go on. What have I done wrong? No, not you. <laughs> Pride of Britain. Yeah. The Grenfell Tower firemen. Mm. Where are they? Right at back on the staircase. I know, I saw them. Right? The London community from Grenfell, right at back. I'm like, can you move your turns? 
I know. And put your people who are getting the awards at the front, please. At one point. Little Laddick wheelchair try and get through from back <laughs> oh, behind yes. David Cameron, like whatever. Like, just move trying your to chairs. Push through. Well, there was a moment where I come in, I remember coming in and I saw them all sat there, the firemen sat there. And I this uh, woman was trying to get me to my seat before the show started. But I went to the table and just shook all their hands just to say hello and, you know, well done and thanks very much for well, your service. Were they at room cupboard at back, like? <laughs> right at the back. Nick yeah. Knowles is up front row with all its CD. <laughs> Go on. And she was going, can you come, can, Jason, we're just going to be in a bit of a hurry. I was like, I'm just going to say thanks to these people if yeah, that's all right. Yeah, me, because that's why we're that's here. That's why we're here. <laughs> you know you're in trouble when they're giving it, like, Red carpet on way in. I know. I suppose you don't have an ITV too. Sure, flick over and see Pride of Britain red carpet. You're like, hang on, what is it about this? This is about the Pride of Britain. Yeah, exactly. Not what Amanda Olden's going on dressed like that. No, shaking hands with some child or whatever. And I thought, Amanda, get dressed. Look at the state of you. I'm not even going to tell you what your mum said when she rang up. Do you see Amanda holding them awards? What the? What was she not wearing? What's going on there? What was she you not wearing? On, you don't go on dressed like that. <laughs> who was she giving an award to? I don't I get it, but you've got some child who's six, then mm. they go on, uh, Sharon and Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> Kids don't have a clue who they are. <laughs> no, yeah. You're like, send Mr Tumble on giving it forward rolls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't be sending Ozzy Osbourne. Well, you've done really well. <laughs> Good on you, crying like you've saved some lives. I'm like, get... Get people on, it matters. They're clutching at straws. I don't know who Amanda Holden went on with. So we'll see you there next year. Uh... I'll, I'll watch it and cry my eyes out and yeah, think good same. on you, but I, won't, I couldn't go to that, no. honestly. I could not go. It's unbelievable. When you're there, it genuinely is like, oh, gut-wrenching. I'm cynical. People are amazing. I'm cynical. I know, I'm I think the that. people who were getting the awards... Oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Agreed, But yeah. I think don't put them at back on that staircase. Get them up front. Yeah, fair play. You know... And Amanda, put a coat on next year. <laughs> for the love of God and all that's holy, Amanda. There's a time and a place. When you're judging Britain's Got Talent, yeah. when you're doing that, wrap up. Like. <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> this is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. So, last week... <laughs> Pride of Britain. Oh yeah. I um I saw Dame Shirley Bassey mm-hmm. at a table. Yeah. And uh, sort of walking through it was like sort of ten minutes before, you know, the, the it was starting and stuff and uh, so I said to Michael Ball, so can you introduce me to Dame Shirley? I've never met her like, you know. And uh, he said, Yeah, of course. And so I went over and he introduced me and I said I said, Oh nice to meet you, uh Dame Shirley Bassey. Like <laughs> I actually said her full name. And I was shaking her hand <laughs> and then she said, uh she, so I said, oh, nice to meet you as well. Like, not a clue, obviously. Oh, yeah. And uh, I said, I've just covered one of your songs on my new record. Right? Mm. And she went, oh, lovely, which one? And my brain just went, I don't know. And I just oh. carried on shaking her hand and I was like... You don't know? Like, I know, obviously I know the song. This is my well, life I was doing. Her, then? Because my brain oh, just went... God. I just did a brain fart, it just went. Oh. Just disappeared out of my head. Oh. And I just carried on shaking her hand. She was looking at me like, what song? She's, God love Dame Shirley, but I bet she's glazed over anyway. Oh, she's not days. bothered. No. Not bothered at all. I met Tom Jones whilst not a clue. <laughs> Absolutely. When he was still a jet black beard and jet black hair. <laughs> and he walks around with these this entourage of Welshmen. Yeah, that's that right. They're all about, like, they're like they've come out at Connie Club. They're all yeah. about 70 like odd. mates from and 50 mates, years ago. And he's there walking with them, chatting. And like, he's known them since they were like, in the teens, <laughs> yeah. he's got leather suit on and leather jacket and jet black beard, and they're like walking along with him. Like they look really their good. actual age. Yeah, and he runs on giving it sex bomb, and then like he goes I back. could work that Thomas. I know, really. And he goes round with him, entourage. Amazing. But then I, I, you could see he was on the last leg of like I've got to like stop dying now. Yeah, I've got yeah, to go yeah. white. Yeah, because it looks good. It does look it good. It was now. shot when you first saw. Yeah, him. yeah. He proper painted himself into a corner. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I can't dye me hair. No. No. There's no point. It's like when Paul were with Heather and he like, have you gone prematurely maroon? You know what I mean? It were like, you knew we were like, come on, Paul, we love you. First of all, you're not massively on rebound. You with Heather and your hair's maroon. Yeah, there's come a bit on. of a midlife crisis And then he left Heather, got with Nancy, and hair's gone back to normal. Exactly. Decent now. Decent I couldn't do just for men and all that. You meet a lot of, obviously, big stars. Have you ever been starstruck? Genuinely like, oh, my goodness, I'm so excited to meet this person. More music people, I think. I remember once I introduced Paul McCartney 
at uh, the Queen's Golden Jubilee. Oh, yeah, remember that, yeah. And um, I was going to go on dressed as a beefeater and I'd planned to do Let It Be on the pan pipes. Um, <laughs> right. And he hadn't confirmed his set and I was in a porter cabin backstage with him and he said... Um, I've decided I'm going to do Let It Be. Mm. He said, uh, you, you know, so do you not mind not doing... Ah, right. Your... And I went, oh. and I said, I'm, I'm all ready for it. I've got my backing Dresses music beef, and everything, you? <laughs> you know. And he was like, I know, but I've decided I won't do it. And I went, well... And I thought, hang on, <laughs> this man's written this song <laughs> and I'm actually saying, is there any chance... You could um, drop it. Do one of your other because millions Because I want to play it on Pampax, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, unfortunately, I had back down and uh, say, well, go on then, if you must. But all I was thinking of, at least me four minutes shy, well, what am I going to yeah, do? Of course, you know, because yeah. you're thinking... Just do you fill your time. Because they've got madness on roof of Buckingham Palace yeah. and I've got to, like, kill time in front of, like, 150,000 people while yeah. they're giving it 2-2 two, two, with bass guitar. <laughs> and I'm like going, hey, have you heard the one about the... Have you ever noticed and all that? You know, and it's... Um, yeah. Anyway, it, I did have enough material, but I, when he said, can you mind oh, dropping it, I thought, heartbroken. Oh, Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Just want to tell you that Jason's just said something really rude and really <laughs> funny. They'll and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> never make it to You'll air. You'll never make that to her, but no. it made me really, really laugh. <laughs> and it was really not only wrong and rude, but incredibly on PC. <laughs> but, you're going to get me in uh, trouble. No, I'm not. No, you're not. No, I'm not, but it, uh, that's what I like about it. You yeah. can tease them. They'll yeah. never guess never what guess. it were. But it was outrageous. <laughs> so let's leave it at that. <laughs> wow. What, the show that d- wow. doesn't go on air. Is it, it, honestly, often if, that, if, if we had that yeah. and they heard, heard it, yeah. you'd be career job over. Club, job career club. over. So we've got some more questions for uh, Peter Kay off the uh, Facebook page. Andy Love said, "Is there a comedy film that Peter would bring back to star in now? So remake a classic? No, but I'd remake Die Hard. That has always been my big dream. Wow, to remake Die Hard, set in Manchester, Hilton Tower. Yeah, I think it'd be very funny." And who would be Bruce? Jo- me, John McClane. Oh, I see. You'd and be... people go, you Joe. Jo- I actually had a meeting. Yeah. This is true. With CBS, 20th Century Fox, in Saw Square, mm. about 10 years ago. And I went to him, sat down. Right, what, Americans? I'll have a go at their voice. What film do you want to see? What, do what you want film to do? do you want? Why are we here? What do you want? Yeah. I went, I want to make the Iard. And they all burst out laughing. And then he went, no, seriously, what do you want? <laughs> Oh, awkward. <laughs> yeah. And I had to go, no, I really do. One and who would guy. be the, the baddie? Who would uh, be the Alan Rickman Well, part? we're going to be Wogan. Oh, And then good. that guy, I know. Yeah. It had a Wogan in my head. Yeah, I had to say, no, seriously. And then they said, well, the Die Hard franchise is still very active. He made <laughs> Die Hard 0.4 something, a 4.0. Now, yours would have been better than 4.0. Well, I just wanted to... Five I was all right, but... Five, yeah. No, no, four was good. Was five was in Russia. Oh, yeah, that was it. That four was, was all right. Shocking. Five I'd, 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 I'd love to make Dyer. I thought I'd be a security guard picking up my wife from uh, Manchester Airport. Yeah. Get to Hilton. Mm. And, oh, no, she's already there, isn't she? That's right, I, yeah. I get driven by that fella, Argyle, underneath, parked up. Yeah. Go up, all kicking off in tower. And the, and the FBI would be all Manchester MI5. And I think it'd be hilarious. I think that'd be great. Let's do it. Well, I'll, I'll, I will do it one day. I'm, I'm looking forward to I that. I will. Die hard with Peter Die K. well hard. <laughs> That's what it's called. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. We're talking about cartoon characters that you hate. Hate. Postman Pat comes in for a bit of flack. Yeah. Uh, Ewan says, the most useless public servant there ever was. How does he keep his job when each day he manages to lose, destroy or misplace the parcels or mail or cows or whatever he's delivering, <laughs> he's the most sackable person in existence and yet because he comes through each time, that's deemed acceptable. It's weird, isn't it? he's never been taken for a disciplinary. Do you know what, though? I feel that, though. If, if somebody said to me, do you want it nine hours late and mm. wet or do you want a little red slip and you can go and get it yourself from the sorting office? That never happens in Postman Park. He will always deliver. On, well, then I'll, like, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll but take it. It might not be the... But he's an idiot. Like, 
there was one the other day. It, the box clearly said helium on it. It said it on the box, helium on the box. And yet he took it out of the van and it floated off. And then he had to use the helicopter. You wonder why stamps He's are so expensive. He's got a helicopter. He, oh, mate, the things this fella's got. <laughs> it's not just a cat and a crap van anymore. He's got helicopters, he's got the snowmobile. He's got everything. With Royal Mail? He, who's funding this? Privatised now, isn't it? Right. <laughs> Privatised, isn't it? Ching, ching, ching. Just, just spend money on whatever they want. We have uh, Maddie on the on the line this morning. Good morning, Maddie. Good morning. Morning, Maddie. Uh, you're, uh, you're a fan of Peppa Pig, are you? Yeah. Do you like Peppa Pig? How old are you, Maddie? I'm three. You're three. Now, you tell me why I'm wrong about Pe- Peppa Pig. Why is Peppa so great? Because she jumps in muddy puddles and I think it's great. She, yeah, you've got me there. She does jump in muddy puddles and it, and, and it is great. It is great. What about that time when they used Daddy Pig as a sled, though, down the hill? Was that is that acceptable? Is that is that OK, Maddie? No. No, you're right. I'm glad, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you're not all on her side. I'm glad about that. Thanks for calling me, Maddie. Thanks so much. I hope, um, I hope we can still be friends. Everybody that I meet. Oh. <laughs> okay, I just melted a little bit there, Maddie. God bless you. Thanks, sweetheart. Bye. 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 <laughs> Let's just have a moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel bad. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I really went for that pepper in that rant, and uh, Maddie's. Maddie's she's, taught us a lesson there. She's a puddle-jumping heroine for our yes. times. I think that's what we've learned there. But I read this online, right? Now, you're you're a, a bit of a fan of In the Night Garden, aren't you? Me? Yeah. yeah. Like I bit, really do like In the Night Garden. You like, like a bit of that, right? Well, oh. the thing that winds me up with In the Night Garden, though, is the perspective in the Ninky Nonk and the Pinky Plonk. Mm. When, they're, when they're outside them, those Imagine things are tiny. Imagine someone doesn't know what these words are. <laughs> no, <laughs> going, I'm sorry, what? Why is a 30-year-old childless woman, <laughs> I know these phrases, I don't know. <laughs> but when you see them from the outside, they're tiny little things and they come like, bloop, 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 around. Yeah. And then they all, the Tomley Boos or whatever, will climb in the right. Ninky Nonk and go for a ride. And then suddenly this thing is massive and they're all looking around at these high Renaissance ceilings and you think, <laughs> no, mate, that wasn't... That's not what you. That's you've, not your shoulders. You've nosed this. You've done. Maybe this it's wrong. just like when you go in a house sometimes, and you're like, "Oh, crikey, it's deceptive. <laughs> it's deceptive. It's different from the outside. It seems small, but inside it's actually quite. It's quite big. Maybe it's just that perception. That, that's, mean, what, that's what annoys you. It about would be it. described by an estate agent as a spacious one <laughs> yes. up, one down, ninky nonk in a prime area. Right. Well, Helen Heil, right on uh, Twitter, right, has come up with maybe the darkest version of uh, of In the Night Garden you have ever, ever heard, right? Iggle Piggle is a dying sailor, blue with cold, facing his unavoidable lonely demise adrift in the middle of the ocean, far from land and hope of rescue. He admires the beauty at the night and acknowledges the vastness of the sea which will claim him. He decides to take down the sail to use for warmth, knowing that he no longer needs to help him get anywhere, and lights a lamp to aid retrieval of his body, should a boat happen to pass. As he sails towards the garden in the night, i.e. death, he starts seeing flowers in front of his eyes and hallucinates happier times of running towards his departed friends who are waiting to greet him in the sunshine. He imagines more and more fanciful things, colourful birds, huge inflatable bouncing along with manic grins, TARDIS-like transportation, bigger inside than out, until all his friends leave him behind. At the end of the programme, Iggle Piggle is, of course, the last to go to sleep, the last of his crew, the omniscient t- narrator, reassures him, don't worry, Eagle Piggle, it's time to go. Something we would all want to feel in our final moments, and he drops down flat on his back, sailing off into the night, black in his little boat. Right. I hope Maddie's not still listening. Now, they've fitted all that into 140 right. characters on Twitter. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it was an extended um, version. I'd, I'd go with that if Crikey. it wasn't for, what were they called, the Wattingers and the... Yeah. The... Pontypines. Yes. Because there's no <laughs> way <laughs> there's no way anybody having their peaceful last moments would imagine two next door neighbours of about twenty four people living next door to them. Just what do you want to be thinking about when you die? Oh, forty eight kids. Maybe it's next not door. maybe it's part of the the madness of death. You don't know. Anyway, let's all think <laughs> on it. <laughs> 
Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Daz on Twitter says, uh, Jace, eating a full pack of Haribo in 30 seconds. Wow, 30 seconds? Mm. How, how big's the pack? I think I could do that. I don't think that's a big... Mm. Even the big even the big star mix, I think I could nail it. I feel like there are some records that you could just get because they're so stupid that no one else is going to bother. They're so rubbish. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the what. The, that's George, what we need to find. With something obscure as an activity that no one because twenty six thousand Big Macs. I ain't going to do that. I mean, I'm, I don't like most number of headphones put on your head. That's the one. That's no what I want. Like somebody's no. put mine would be kissing the most people with tongs. With tongs or I with tongues? What? I thought you meant like with hair tongs. No, like tongs. Oh, do you say tongs? What do you? Is that a north south thing? I think it is a north south gonna, thing. Yeah. Tong and tongue. Do you say tongue? Yes, sir. No, I never tongue. said tongue. What would you say? What in your mouth? <laughs> is your, is this your is tongue? where the, this is where the show starts. Don't pull this thread. <laughs> tongue, tongue. I don't think I've ever said tongue. You would, yeah, I feel like you would say tongue. No, I say tongue. Well, I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> I think you're wrong there. Jason. Um, well, you're probably right, but... Kissing with tongs sounds to me like... Like, say it's with hair tongs. <laughs> from, from the kitchen. Yeah. And they grab the tongue out of the mouth with yeah. a pair of... Yeah. Tongs. With a pair of tongs, And they give, yeah. it, give it a little kiss yeah, put it back in. Yeah, put it back in. That's what, I, that's what it sounded like to you. And to be fair, if you could do that more than once, I think you deserve a world that record. That would be a world record. That Absolutely. would be, wouldn't it? Absolutely. You tongue see? tongue. I never even thought about that before. Mm. Uh, Jason, uh, my uh, Guinness Book of Records, uh, this is uh, from Richard, he says, uh, I was tempted to go for most snails on your face. So this Tempted? Is a, I mean, who wouldn't be tempted by that? Real one. He says, back in about 2010, oh, he's got a story. It's not just, oh, for, settle not down, just everyone. funny. Sit down, guys. He says it was only 13 snails. So he's done what we're doing. Oh. He, he spotted one and gone, well, I can oh, do I that. I just do something stupid with yeah. that. So he said it was only 13 snails, which I thought would be really easy to beat. Problem was, I couldn't round... I couldn't round up 14 or more snails How slow in the is garden. he? They're the slowest animal in the world. <laughs> so I abandoned my attempt. Sadly, it's more than 13 now, and so a much greater challenge than it once was. Oh, and great being used in a very... <laughs> yes, <laughs> the loosest way. possible term. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, uh, the snails on the face. Snails on the face. My, one of my favourite jokes about snails. I told it on Facebook yesterday. Go Ready on. for this? Yeah, stand by. This is a proper dad joke. Mm-hmm. Fella comes home from... Uh, from work, and there's a snail on the uh, on the doormat, and he picks it up and he throws it right to the end of his garden. Mm. Anyway, two years later, there's a this guy's in his house. There's a little knock at the door, and he opens, and the snail's there on the floor, and it goes, "What did you do that for?" <laughs> <laughs> Jason Manford, Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Getting a lot of support mm. on the. Uh, on the messages here, Tom. Oh, jeez. Uh, yes, um, about pronunciation of uh, tongue. Now, what, what did you just say? To- you're saying tongue. I can't really remember what I said Well, you're now. sort of That's saying it with like, like a soft G, so you're sort of saying like a tongue. I say, I say, like tongue. you're almost swallowing. Tongue. Yeah, oh, like I'm almost swallowing my tongue yeah. when I say it. But I say it with a, with a U. Where's the U, though? Like, as it's got the U's at the end. Well, so no one says Tongwa. <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> Tongwa? Yeah. Tongwa. Maybe. Maybe, but... That's a country, I think. Um, <laughs> I, um, I say Tong. I've always said Tong. And I'm not about to change now just because I've, you've come in here. I've, I know. I know where this is going. I know. He's ever so upset, dear listener. He's very, Jason is very upset then when the song was playing. He was saying, well, Song was or song? Song. Do you know what I mean? Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, oh. Somebody says, I'm sorry, Jason, but I have to agree with Tom. Oh, you're so fickle. I'm here every mm, week. I know. That's I'm, it, isn't it? Unbelievable. That's it. That's it. And I like somebody who starts a, a tweet or a text with... I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I have well, to say, this. as my teacher used to say, uh, that any words before the word "but" yes. in an apology yes. don't count. <gasps> so if you're if you're like, I don't mean to be offensive, but like, I'm not doesn't a racist, matter. but you know, anything like that is should be discounted. Discounted. Because, discounted. Doesn't matter. Yes. What a very so, strict teacher. I'm sorry, Jason, but well, no, you're not. Did the teacher mention to you how to pronounce the word tongue? <laughs> it wasn't her department, she was maths. Oh. I'm sorry, Jason, but I have to agree with Tom. His grammar is impeccable. Um, Thank you. So he, that, they're agreeing with you this morning. Thank so you, yeah. There's Doing nothing great. wrong with being articulate. No. Crikey, I mean, she turned that, didn't that's, she? That's it. That's how, peop- that's how people respond to me on Twitter, Jason. Guinness Book of Records. I know what your yeah. Guinness Book of Records is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it on there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I think it's something. Uh, right. 
right. Uh, we've, got, um, we've got Paul from Greenwich on the line. Good morning, Paul. Hello, Jason. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Very well. So, have you have you got a Guinness Book of Records uh, record of your own? Well, we've got a family record. I'm not oh, yeah. sure if it's made it into the book yet, but All basically right. we get together... I mean, you would box. you would know if it had made it into the book, Paul. I'm just pointing that out. You would. Well, I don't know. It's not as high profile as it used to be, like you pointed out <laughs> You're earlier. Right. So, um, You're quite right. yeah. as long as it's in our family, that's the main thing. But Absolutely. we get together every Boxing Day. <laughs> uh, picture the scene, all there, Brilliant. all the chairs out for Boxing Day, all the family. And each yep. year, we've got to. The space is the biggest challenge. We get a uh, long tape measure mm. and we roll a Malteser down it. I think Chris Evans did it on one of his programmes years ago. Never heard uh, of it. But the, the biggest challenge you have is, is the size of a room. So we did it this year to 45 foot at my Uncle Jimmy's house. Oh, if you picture it, long, narrow extension that goes nice. from what is the extension into what was the house. A little slit window at the top. He's yeah. in the kitchen with my cousin Kate holding it. Rolls it all the way down. Assorted aunts, uncles, cousins, kids. Goes all the way to the bottom. And for it to qualify, it has to go into the mouth and land on the tongue or tongue. That's the <laughs> baseball. The <laughs> yes, yeah, that's... and all the, all the grandkids, all the grandkids <laughs> queue up, taking turns. But when there's an under five involved, just yeah. for health and safety, we put our finger in the way and let it trickle in. But yes. we're all off to Spain this year um, and uh, looking for longer, wider tape measure to try and oh, break the record. Oh, like a holiday thing. Outside. We have to worry about the yeah, heat. Absolutely. You have to worry about the heat, though, and the chocolate yeah. melting halfway. Yeah. And oh, it's an... yeah, they'll, they'll be in the freezer. We've covered Good. that off already. <laughs> oh, the the biggest you. challenge is is lack of uh, long, wide tape measures. So maybe Trade Point, who uh, sponsors your show, can send one my way. <laughs> oh, that's what this is about. Oh, I see. <laughs> Unbelievable. Paul from Greenwich. Um, Paul from Greenwich. Does it, so Greenwich? Saying, is that how you say it? Jason, <laughs> don't I say this. Greenwich. I'm sure you'll debate it. Is it not Greenwich? Uh, oh, you see, right, Paul, he doesn't know anything. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, in Greenwich, Greenwich, as well, I know Jason would prefer Greenwich. to call Greenwich. Yeah. Greenwich, yeah. sorry. Yeah. sorry or Wicked. Um, and like, like Wicked. Yes. Oh, we can talk about musicals. Come on. Um, but <laughs> Greenwich, uh, Paul, does, so do you roll it along the tape measure? Is that what you're saying? You roll it along? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, so you, you so imagine you need it. it. Not alongside <laughs> it. No, like, so they are, I'll explain it, Paul. So the tape measure yeah. is, I presume, at an angle, like it's, it's above... Like head height above sea level. Yes, yeah, you, and you, ha- you have an adult top. on a adult on a chair, the yeah. tallest adult holding it up, and then probably a like four-year-old kid the other end. And so on the yeah. other end, someone's got the tape measure next to their mouth, and the and the, the Maltese goes straight in. Oh. Yeah, so if someone's holding it to keep it tight, but all along the way, there's fingers either side keeping it perfectly steady. <laughs> it's probably a ten-man job at 44 foot. I but bet what it if is. you press the button and it all... Is it one of those metal tape measures? Does no, it all roll in? They, these guys are experienced at oh, it, well, Tom. I'm worried. They've been doing it for years. Every you know boxing day. when you press the button on a tape measure and it all comes... You don't want 45 yeah, foot that, coming at you. You do not want that with a Malteser on the end smacking into your face. No, you wouldn't. You'd, you'd lose your eye. And you've you got... would lose an eye with <laughs> But that. that's the risk of the Guinness Book of Records, that's isn't it, Paul? That's the record we can get you know, if the if the odd five year old gets poked in the eye, so be it. So That's be life. it. It's, it's a good lesson. It's nice memories, though. <laughs> exactly. It's all about the memories. Well, best of luck in Spain. I hope it goes very well. I hope you find a very long tape measure out there. I hope you. I hope also um, El Maltese work the same <laughs> as our Maltesers here. That's going to be the hardest thing yeah. finding. Absolutely, yeah. Genuine British Maltesers, of sure. course. I may, may, may take some over, make sure they're nicely frozen, and let you know how we get on. I, 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 I can't wait for the follow-up phone call. God bless you, Paul. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters.